Alright, today's story is going to be a little bit family-friendly, or at least family-friendly-ish, so if you want to listen to this in the car of the family, feel free to do so. I don't think that it will go off the rails too far, but this story starts with two gentlemen taking a trip to South Florida. The two gentlemen loaded up in the car, and they rolled out along the Florida turnpikes, where they came to a two-laned road, far as the eye could see, about 80 miles to the horizon. Of course, their eyes couldn't see that far, but that's how far the road stretched. And on both sides was a wall of foliage, palmettos, thorns and thickets, cypress trees and roots. The woods was so thick that you couldn't see inside of the wood line more than maybe a foot. And the men drove on as they could see rain clouds in the distance showering the forest before them, keeping the water table at a healthy two to three feet of water on both sides of the road. If their vehicle were to break down, there would be nowhere to go. The hot summer sun was beating off of the asphalt. You could see the heat rising from the concrete before them. When all of a sudden, after not seeing anything for miles and miles, the two men came across in the roadway a pair of shoes. Oh, oh my God. Two pairs of shoes just empty? Anthony, this literally, I was telling a story about you and I. You've already lived this story. You don't oh. have to act shocked. This literally happened to you and I last oh, weekend. I and I was retelling that... this story dramatically. Oh, I thought it sounded familiar. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh. Yes. Oh, the shoes. Oh, we're never going to get picked up by Discovery Channel, are we? Picked up and dropped off. No, Listen. no welcome. What a story! It was it was a great story. It was a great story. Today's episode oh. is brought to you by Manscaped.com and Ghostbed.com, both using the promo code Wolfpack. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code Wolfpack, uh, and go to Ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. This is. Uh, this is Night Shift Top Secret Information, uh, the show where two men, one being a political commentator and influencer on the social media webs with hundreds of thousands of followers, very famous as I have learned over the last couple of weeks of hanging out with him, Anthony Ramondi. What's going on? The at conservative ant on social media webs. Give him a follow. And myself, who is completely the opposite, just a washed up special operations veteran and former police officer that met Anthony on this project where we are two men. We are but mere two gentlemen tasked by the Failure to Stop podcast channel to go out and uh, explore Top secret information, conspiracy theories, paranormal things, all the things uh, for one year. So that is the show. And this week we landed in the swamps of Florida. I would, we were, that story was us. It was story us. was us. Can you believe that we lived such an adventurous story? It, I mean, the way that you set that, I mean, you had me in it. And and yeah. for real guys, I was I was in it. It was the shoes for me, I think. Yeah, let's go back to the story that you uh elegantly ruined. Um <laughs> by the way, we did make a TikTok video while we were down there, and some of Anthony's fans did not uh, appreciate my humor and thought that I was a mean person to Anthony Ramondi. Um nobody wanted to look at my feelings and how much Anthony annoyed me. 
Um, right. It's all about Anthony, not, not about me at all. And um, there's going to be a lot of that in this story. There's a lot of things that are about other people, and none of those are going to be about me. Uh, however, going back to this story, oh, by the way, that was a Dave Sheely stab there. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that guy in a minute. Um, <laughs> very interesting character. Love to talk about him here. But uh, that story does end with we did that. Oh, that story was entirely true. It we was. even yeah. saw the shoes in the road as we were adventuring onward to learn more about the skunk ape. That's today's episode. Is skunk ape Florida's Bigfoot or is it Florida man's fraud? You can be the judge after we do the facts. I still don't know about those shoes. They were Adidas shoes. They were white sneakers. I felt like it was a true crime. We maybe should have stopped, but I've seen enough movies to know better. You know, Eric, I feel that we saw a lot of things driving down to or driving in the Everglades. We were very concerned when we always saw vehicles that were just randomly stopped on the side of the Everglades and people thought that it was safe to get out. Not only is could there be skunk ape, but there can also be we saw signs for panthers, um, obviously gators. I'm pretty sure a couple of pterodactyls went over our heads as Casey we drove Anthony. Casey Anthony's out there. I'm pretty sure I saw OJ. So, I mean, there's many things that could be out there. And when we came back, the, the cars were empty and nobody was in there. So there's there's a lot more to the skunk ape, I think. I think there is a lot more. I think if you're a true crime fan, which I do do a true crime show on Tuesday nights on the Firestop Podcast channel, um, and I do, uh, there's just been two female hosts for that show that are obsessed with true crime. I just listen to the stories, but I feel like I need to take the new host, uh, Jay Rama, down there and just drive the same route we did because I feel like that's the heart of true crime. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of true crime that happens there. Now, if somebody were to break down out there and we saw evidence of people broken down on this Everglades trip. Where do you go? Well, there's that. Well, and we saw that guy. There was a guy walking running you guys. He was running. running. And the thing is, is when you behind him, my concern was there's a, a monstrous storm cloud. That's yeah. like, he's about to run it, you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean, where would you, there's no gas stations. And we were like, should we pick him up? And we both said, no. That would have been another night shift episode. That would have been another night shift. He's met his fate. Nobody. (laughs) He's met his fate. Ladies and gentlemen, they're dead. They went to the glades and they're dead. He's never coming back. He is a true crime mystery. Uncle Joe. Uh, You had an Uncle Joe, I should say. Uncle Joe. He's gone. Or, Or we had a really good time. See, this could have gone either way. Yeah. It could be like. What are those books where you choose your fate? (laughs) We should do that part. Let's do that. Choose to get in the car and you have both been murdered. (laughs) (laughs) The hatchet killer. Keep driving and the man gets murdered. (laughs) Boy, is there any way that this story gets good? I don't know. So on this journey, we continue on down this road. Now, listen, this is something like out of a movie. It was something out of a book. I was raised in Florida. I was born and raised in Florida. I always laugh when I read stories and tales of Texas because I don't think that there is any tougher human being that maybe somebody that lives in Alaska and then somebody that lives in Florida, which coincidentally enough are both polar opposites of each other. But it takes a special human being to grow up in the swamps of Florida. And we met a man who not only grew up 
in the swamps of Florida, but he thrived in the swamps of Florida and he survived in the swamps of Florida. And I think that is important because as you were journeying out to the skunk ape research facility in a Florida, a Florida, which you if you don't know where a right. Florida is, that's not it. How is it? How do we no, I said you better pronounce that right. You, you know, I mean, we have a lot of Karen and Achope. It was in a Florida. Uh, you yeah. had to go south on I two down through a There it is. Uh, that's how everybody talks down there. Uh, some yeah. people like to to turn that into a New Orleans thing. It's not. It's not. It's exactly no. how I just presented that accent to you. That's exactly how everyone talks in a Florida. Um, but as we were driving down there, I couldn't help but notice that the woods are the thickest I've ever seen in my life. As a special so operations thick. veteran, I've been through many land nav courses, a couple of survival schools. I've been all around the world through the jungles of Costa Rica to the, uh, the high mountains of Afghanistan. I've never witnessed woods as thick as what I saw down in the very southern tip of Florida. Now, if you don't know what part of Florida we are in, Achope, if you're not familiar with Achope, if you look at the map of Florida and you look at the furthest the furthest western side of Florida you can go. There's like a little tiny tail that hangs off of the very tip of Florida, opposite side of where the Keys are. And it is the most southern western part of the United States, uh, of Florida, eastern, western side of Florida on the oh, east coast yeah. that you can go. Um, so that's it. You can't, you, you're in the ocean after that. But in, in that is, I want to say 2 million, 2.2 million acres. Is that, does that sound like a good fact? Um, I'll Um, I'll look this up here in a second. Million? Yes. Yes. It's definitely in the millions. It's either 22 million or 2.2 million. Uh, Mm. I guess I will look up how big is the Everglades. Probably should have done that before the show started, but uh, you get the point. It's a very vast, vast landscape. It's almost, it's nothing I've ever seen. Even growing up in the swamps of Florida, I grew up on the East coast. I have never seen a landscape so so vast and well vast, and here's rugged the, and dangerous well and here's the thing too literally you guys anything can live in florida especially south florida you know we've had multiple different um catastrophic hurricanes over the last couple of decades where a lot of wild animals from some of the facilities have gotten out into florida and now, even in the last 10 years, we've been seeing a lot more like here in my town, We there's monitor lizards and all different. I mean, I said pterodactyls. I believe those are a thing. Um, so the point being is if there was a skunk ape or Sasquatch or Swamp Swash, Swamp Swash, <laughs> it's possible. Don't you we, think? We should think open up possible. a Swamp Squash. Museum right next to the Skunk Ape Museum and like have a have a contest with the guy. Are we um, selling squash? No, sure, swamp squash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyways, I digress. Uh, no, but yeah, there's so much that can live out there. And I, I told Eric when I was there, when we were there, and we'll, yeah. we'll get to it. But I said, what if Skunk Ape was just standing across the street in all these woods and all this marsh and just staring at the Skunk Ape facility all day every day? Just yeah, staring just like, at him. He's just like a skunk voyeur. Right. He's just like, oh, they're all getting pictures with the skunk statue. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Poor guy. All you had to do was cross the street. So like the whole the whole skunk ape uh, research is all done on the western side of the highway in those marshes. 
little did he know, Skunk Ape lives on the eastern side of the highway. Uh, all he had to do was cross the road, and they would have found the skunk ape. Um, by the way, the the area is uh, over four thousand square miles. Yeah, roughly two million acres. I think the other stat that I found earlier today was two point two million acres as a more exact number. Remember, this is the area where TWA flight whatever disappeared uh-huh. off the face of the earth. It's gone. They never that found happens it. A, that happens a lot, doesn't it? Where they just dis- planes just disappear. Well, yeah, but I don't know how many have really disappeared in the Everglades, but the TWA no, the, flight was the big, the bigger one that I know of in the Everglades. But yeah, I mean, yeah. planes do disappear, like uh, oh, into yeah, the oceans, and yeah, sure, well, we sure, just sure. lost a jet. I mean, a fighter jet for a couple of days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no tracking, no idea, no. just lost it. And then, but I, had I known it was missing beforehand, I saw it at Bucky's. It was, oh, did uh, you get one of those Bucky's burritos? It was just parallel so parked right there. And one of those, uh, I think it was in gas pump 280. Got 280, it. Number 280. Now you, gas you, pump. you, you call it, it, it is Bucky's. I've heard or seen some people online call it Busey's and Busey's Busey's and we get some get bussy nuts. So <laughs> we get some of those bussy nuggets. Bussy. <laughs> I went and got me one of them bussy boogers. I was like, ah, uh, pretty sure it's Bucky's. But yeah, uh, that T- TWA flight, um, yeah, God, they said God that does. every single person got eaten by gators. Now, I will say we did see gators, but they were in the Skunk 8 facility. And I'm sure that we're going to get to that part. But yes, I, we didn't really see any. And I have seen them on the side of the road before when, when going through. Oh, the I, saw, this I, I saw a couple looking at your window. Oh, you did? At, at the passenger window? I did, yeah. Oh. But not not so much out on the two-lane street that we were on the, that oh, was okay. going on and on forever. But um, I don't know. Whatever highway we were on when we were on the way to the, the grocery, there was that canal right there. Yes. I saw a couple little heads uh, laid up on the, the mud there. Um, but I grew up in Florida, surrounded by alligators. Uh, I remember a time when uh, the bus, I, I lived on a dirt road, in literally in the swamps of Florida. And um, the bus sometimes could not pick me up because uh, alligators would be sunbathing across the dirt road and you couldn't go around because there's a canal on each side. And so, so cool. they would just back all the way out. And then and there was no cell phones. So you, nobody would let you know. It'd just be like, oh, the bus didn't show up. And then you'd find out the next day. Sorry, right. I couldn't get by yesterday. I was honking and the gators just wouldn't get out of the road. So I, wow. you know, not Very allowed to run primitive. them over. Yeah, very, very primitive. primitive guy. You you actually might be skunky. That we'll find out by the end of the show. I mean, that is pretty. Well, you've smelled rugged. me enough that I could be. I could be after thirteen hour drive. I now live in North Carolina. For those of you who don't know, and I drove thirteen hours to do this. Uh, for this this episode, I drove thirteen hours uh, to meet up with Anthony and to go research, uh, do all the research we possibly could on skunk ape, so that we deliver you all the information that you need to know. But now that you have the p- picture painted of the landscape, again, they never found TWA. So if they haven't found TWA flight, whatever I, I can't remember what the flight was, it wouldn't be so wazoo to know that they couldn't find a skunk ape if they couldn't find 200 and something people who crashed in the everglades yeah i mean it it shows the reason why you might not be able to find skunk ape now again those woods are the thickest woods i've ever seen i busted draws as a special forces candidate um going through the green beret program going through one of the hardest uh, land navigation uh, um 
a test in in the in the military, the American military. I'm sure it could probably get pretty difficult down there in South America. But uh, the Star Course, as they call it here in the United States, I was uh, able and privileged to be able to do that and complete it and pass that test. And the woods there, there there's some draws there. There's a little swamp there too. It's called Bones Fort Creek, and um, I had to cross Bones Fort Creek in the middle of the night. And I thought of things like Skunk Ape, like. What if Skunk Ape just got me right now? What if the Vatnes monster took me underwater right now? What if Jaws ate me? These are all the things that go through your brain when you haven't slept for 48 hours and you're in the swamps all by yourself. Uh, so I have thought a lot about the Skunk Apes. But in Florida, driving through these Everglades, I have never seen woods so thick in my life. I don't know how anybody could survive or make it. I know like... Was it uh, Cortez and his men who went missing on their exploration trying to make it from one side of Florida to the other? And now I know why that they were never found. Um, it is vast and it is, is dangerous. Um, we were able to see a 24-foot python that was caught in the Everglades. It was still alive. It's the, it's the second largest uh, python in captivity. Um, but I'm, I think as we were told, it was the largest. Now, this could be a myth as well. We'll talk about that. But uh, it could be the largest ever caught uh, in the wild. Um, and then it just, you know, the other one in captivity was fed and bred to be that big. But this one allegedly was the largest caught. Um, but it's it was at 24 feet long, I think, and like 300 and something pounds or or, or more, more. I can't, you know. Um, there was a lot. We were told a lot. There was a lot of information, and we weren't able to take notes because it was so fucking oh, so stinking hot that the sweat was dripping off of our eyebrows and uh, onto our notepads. So, uh, and also family friendly episode. No, I I fud. <laughs> it was a fud. Wait, what I want to say real quick, Eric, I'm so sorry to stop you during your amazing factual story. Um, I I was looking through to see. Now, this is kind of a Mandela Mandela effect. Okay. Mandela effect. Yeah. I was searching this Everglades flight because I wanted to know the name. Right. Um, It was not. It was not a TWA flight. I'm convinced and remember no, it was distinctly. Two, it was TWA flight. It was Value Jet. It was Value Jet no. 401. I, no, no, that's May, not true. Hold on. May 11th, 1996, Eastern Flight 401 was the deadliest aviation disaster in South Florida history. That was the day Value Jet Flight 592 nosedived into the swamp 23 years after the Eastern plane crash nearby. Both flights ended up in the Everglades, killed hundreds, and were the result of fatal mistakes, not TWA. And I'm telling you, whoa, no I'm way. With you. I'm with you Yo, on this because that's this is Mandela. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on oh, a minute. Are you oh, sure? Did you no, type in TWA flight? I, well, Yes, and then it and I and it was bringing me up to other TWA flights. So then I put plane crash in Everglades, and that's... oh my god, TWA flight eight hundred. Nope, that was New York. See, what? this is a Mandela. Wait, hang on, Air Florida flight ninety. Well, uh, Air Florida, that's still not TWA. That's still not TWA. This is this, what? and I remember distinctly it was in the nineties, right? So it was I'm, yeah. 1996 are you sure are we sure it wasn't the 80s then no oh no 
no, bro. Because I no, remember. No, there's none. You're right. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Wow, that, that's a Mandela effect. I could have sworn that it was TWA flight something that went missing in the Everglades. Yeah, isn't Bonkers. that wild? We just. Oh my God, we broke <sighs> the news here. A new <laughs> girl. Did you say girl? I said paranormal. Oh, I thought you said girl. God. I was like, wow, we're rubbing off. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I did yeah. come home from your house and my wife said something and I did like did like a flamboyantly like gay thing. Sashay and she thing. was like, Oh, did you learn that from Anthony? <laughs> it's easy. It's easy to happen. No, but so uh, and that's we we should actually guys let us know in the comments section. Um if you guys want us to do a Mandela, because there's so many, I think we have to. Now. We have to. We we now we, we have just to, lived. We just it. uncovered. We just one. lived it live on a podcast. Wild. Um, okay. Mandela effect. Okay. Um. So you know, as we venture out in this research and me trying to um, calm conservative ant down, um, I was like, "Look, dude, I'm right here. I have a gun. I've got a lot of training. You're good. You're fine. And we're in a car. Yeah. You're in a very nice truck, like a badass pickup truck. So you're you're oh. good, dog." Yeah, you're good. Um, we finally emerge uh, upon a building that's more like a metal shack with a skunk yeah. ape. Well, more like a Sasquatch statue out front. And then we were at the skunk ape research facility in Achope, Florida. And we got out and we were able to meet the man, the myth, the legend uh, Dave Sheely. Now, Dave Sheely is the one who pretty much made Skunk Ape mainstream. And if you have read anything on the Skunk Ape or you know anything about the Skunk Ape, you can thank Dave Sheely for that. Uh, and he will have a quick reminder to to thank him for his service on that note. Uh, do you know the veterans that walk around with the big giant hats that say, like, I served? And then their their car has the yeah. massive sticker. It's like, I served. And then they wear the shirt that's like, I served. And they have all the bracelets. Yeah. And they're like, I served. And they just dying for you to thank them for their service. Uh, yes. Dave Shilley was that minus like the veteran status. Uh, but there was very much a sense of, <laughs> you can thank me for a skunk ape. No, thank me. No, get on your knees and thank me. Thank me right now. Buy something. Buy something for this. So true. <laughs> and uh, and we did. Uh, I wanted to support it. I do want to believe. Uh, but we met Dave Sheely, and when we met him, I said, "I know who you are, sir." And he says, "Yeah, I know. Of course you do. I was on the Discovery Channel. Have you ever heard of it?" I was like, "Wow. Um, I have heard of the the uh, the." the Oh, that was cool. Yeah, all over the place, all over the place. And he was like, "You're everywhere, lucky you even in the bathroom, everywhere." <laughs> Discovery Channel. Have you ever heard of it? Now, Never. Dave Sheely is a man uh, to talk about, um, and and to know Dave, you must know Dave Sheely to know the skunk ape because this is where the story originates. Uh, when we met him, he had a crocodile Dundee leather hat on. Uh, snake boots up to his knees, black jeans or, or dark blue, dark blue jeans and a black skunk ape shirt. Um, maybe maybe this is a Mandela effect, but I, I feel like maybe like a gator tooth hanging around the neck. Was that? Mm, I think you're thinking of crocodile. Dundee. I might be mixing him up with crocodile Dundee. Very close. Very similar in human oh there. Um, <laughs> and he was sitting on a picnic table. Um, in the middle of Achope, Florida, and it was a hundred and three degrees with two hundred percent humidity that day. Yep, 
Two hundred percent. My mullet was uh, was dripping uh, sweat down the back of my my neck. My Mississippi mud flap. Uh, Don't forget there. that there's a whole campground, guys, behind here. So if you want to go and experience, also the yes. Am I wrong? You there's a, no. You you should, but you would have to have you would have to have some real balls to stay in that. Campground. Oh, it's rugged. Let me bring him. Not gun. glamping. No. Well, he I called mean, it glamping. He did. He literally said to our words, followers that is not glamping. glamping. That no, is no. That's. Listen, I don't know I'm a rugged dude. I've slept everywhere and anywhere. Uh, I would choose life over that. <laughs> uh, I feel like if you don't need a haunted house, if yeah. you're into it, seriously, if you're really into being scared, this is the campground for you. There's nobody coming to save you. We walked through the it's campground, hot. and even walking through it, we felt like we were in a movie. Oh, like had I not had my pistol on family, me, I would Texas like, Chainsaw Massacre. not have done it. Yep. Um. It would, yeah, very like you could shoot a movie in that campground easily, and just just the backdrop of the whole thing with the swamps. I mean, there's swamps in between the huts. The and mind you, Indian down the style, road, yeah, and down the road there's panther. Uh, there's a panther research facility. So right. on top of you camping, you also have to be cons- not only the gators and which are big. Yeah, and skunk ape, ape, but you also have to worry about. I mean, could there be a panther? I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Well, I mean, it, I think it's also you know worth mentioning that Brian Landry's ghost is is still out there in that area as well. One hundred percent. I'm telling you, if you like to be afraid, and and truly, if you want to be, if you want to have that experience, this campground is is perfect for you. And um, the huts are eerie looking. Um, it does look fun. They do have a, a bluegrass kind of country rock festival going on out there in October. Oh, I, w- I, I can't imagine what that's going to be like out there. Oh, um, my God. So you could venture out there to go see that. This is like Burning Man, but with swamp people. Yeah, it's it's the light. I think it's the light version of it. I mean. You will never be found. If anybody wants to harm you or hurt you out there. There would be, I mean, you can't even use your cell phone. Your your cell phone, my cell phone did things it's never oh. even done before. Like it was making like, boo, like giving me a tone. And then like, I, I couldn't even log into my phone. And he was like, it's a black zone. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, put your phone away. It's a black zone. Right. It's worthless. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Now, <laughs> now <laughs> I will say that if you want to experience this, hallucinogenic experience this camping experience you won't even need your phone because you won't even know that you're walking you know what i mean it's one of those it's it's very surreal i wouldn't want to be there at night no way no how unless Mm -hmm. i had a machine gun unless i had a machine gun you're just uh, shooting out into the darkness (laughs) (laughs) i know you're out there (laughs) meanwhile Um, sadly i'm not sure I'm, yeah, I'm not sure that that machine gun's going to do anything against Dave Sheely. That dude, literally, I could see him like crawling up underneath your hooch, like putting a Bowie knife <laughs> through the floor, through your foot. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then disappearing back out in the woods, and you're just like, ah. What if he was you know, skunk ape? Yeah, dude, for thicket. sure. Oh, uh, and we'll goodness. get there for sure. I have my theories that he himself or a relative could be skunk ape. However, this man uh, is bigger than life, um, and there is a 
bravado about him that uh, is unreal. However, it is real because you can see it with your own eyes um, that he is a real modern day crocodile Dundee. Now, his family has resided in that area for over 100 years, years. And as I told you, this is an area that would be very hard to survive. So a family that that thrived and survived in this area must be tough as nails. That gene tree must be uh, of of the alpha male gene tree because you got to be a tough son of a bitch to grow up there. And I'm sure your education is going to be subpar as far as (laughs) academics go. Uh, but you have gotten extra credit in survival and survivability this guy. Um, and learning all the things that, that really matter in the zombie apocalypse, yeah. which are catching 24-foot pythons, mm-hmm. uh, oh, tracking and hunting pythons. a skunk ape, yeah. Uh, yeah, alligators that you have caught and bred on your own. Right. Uh, honestly, as much as it might feel like I'm making fun of the guy, I, I'm really not. I'm I'm just painting a picture the best way I know how. I'm painting my own Bob Ross here for you. I, in the zombie apocalypse, would choose to side with Dave Sheely on this one. 100%. Uh, but was that? Yeah, right? I, I feel like Dave Sheely is like the dude on, what's the zombie movie with the, you know, with the, the guy with the mullet? Uh, oh. The TV series. Oh, uh, oh, you're talking about The Walking Dead. Yeah, he's like a less handsome version of the one crossbow-wielding yeah. guy. Um, yeah, that's Daryl. I think you're Darryl. talking about Daryl. Yep. Um, so he's he's like the Wish.com version of Daryl. So right. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's fair enough? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Bearded, ah. bearded Be- man, big white beard, uh, yep. leathery skin, leathery tanned hide he has. Um, <laughs> well, when you're out in that... I can't. When you're out in that sun the whole time, you get crisp and crap. Um. So yeah. No, this guy is like, kind of like, uh, Indiana Jones meets Crocodile Dundee, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. I was thinking more like, um, what's the alligator dude down there? Uh, the with the uh, Tiger King. I think he's like Tiger King meets Crocodile Dundee. Agreed. Agree. I would have to agree with you. Right. And um, <laughs> I forgot that he has one of the you, you can't leave this out. One of the biggest pythons. All right. Twenty four foot. Python? Yeah. Did you already mention that? Yeah. I mentioned that we saw a 24 foot python. I guess we could. But he has and he caught it. Right. He and that story it. is pretty nuts. You want to tell that story of how he caught it? Do you remember it? Um, I. I'm not gonna lie, you guys. I kind of drown out. You were obsessed. Like he was telling me the story about the snake, and you were like, "Oh, look at this gator!" Oh, oh, yes, one hundred percent. I was like, "This is why we don't get anything done." Correct. Um, because of shit like that. Um, I think I mentioned that this is probably why Skunk Ape is going to be a homophobe because well, I, Anthony's I first impression was embarrassing. Um, well, he's going to need a flat iron. There's things that has to happen to him. <laughs> He's boyering and he's like, smelling. what is that? Yeah. Like, what kind of human is that? Back in the swamp. Bye. <laughs> That's just a gay. <laughs> Look at the gay in the wild. That's just a gay. He's like, Ooh, And here's me across the street waving. Yeah, like, 
Hey, oh, Scott Gabe, I need a picture. Go. I found him, you guys. And he's gone. <laughs> well, he was there, I swear. <laughs> We're like, all right, okay. All right, Anthony. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, you saw him, buddy. Yeah, okay. I think the man behind the counter was digging me, though. Because, oh, mm, yeah. Well, I think that like that was more me of a deliverance. A not like he wanted nah, to take I think me he out was to digging the sizzler. You. I'm just saying. No, I think he was eyeing you up like a deliverance style. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, oh, ooh, I bet he could squeal like a pig type deal. Ooh. Take him out to the campground. Come and, on, uh, boy. Come on, boy. Hey, man, let me hear you squeal like a pig. Uh, family friendly. Family friendly for today. Yep. All right. So David Seely first saw the skunk ape, according to him in his story. Oh, did you want me to tell the story about the uh, the snake? We'll get to the snake. Uh, by the way, yes, he, he found the snake. As the story goes, he was walking through the swamps and he tripped over an alligator and he stumbled. And when he stumbled, a big wave of water rushed in front of him as something moved into a hole and they were python hunting at the time. So he thought it might be a python. But when he went to reach out and grab it, that it was the biggest thing that he'd ever grabbed. And it went up into a cave. And then when they tried to coax it out, he saw that its head was way bigger than anything he could handle. So he went and got some friends and they wrestled this thing out. Out. Meanwhile, we've heard nothing more about the gator that he tripped over. So this whole story, right. I'm like, well, where'd the fucking gator go? Like, and where's the cave? About where the, and and I, I didn't see. I would I would have hoped for a cave because caves are cool. Like you can cool. Well, off. I think cave in the way he was was maybe like maybe like a hole in the side of like oh, some mud like that. Oh, a big okay, yeah, twenty four foot snake would have created right. somehow. I'm not yeah. sure, but um. Yeah, so like six dudes wrestled this 24-foot python out. Um, and again, just like the entire story of Skunk Ape, there are a lot of excuses. So this was a world record python, but it wasn't because the world Guinness Book of World Records people don't know how to measure a snake, and therefore they uh, left off about a foot because of their incompetence, and now he only has the second biggest snake living in captivity uh, from the python family in the world in his, his facility. I would have just been cool leaving all that out of that story and I would have just yeah. said I have the second largest snake in the world and everybody would have been like fucking cool but when you add in all the like the Guinness Book of World Records are a bunch of idiots Backstroke. you're just kind of like well, okay bud I mean like it's still really fucking cool I don't need don't really think you needed to fluff this up um, no because that snake is huge remarkable I mean, the 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 body of the snake is yes about can, the size of me basically eat us whole sure oh uh, no I, I don't think you're kidding like no. i really believe that if that snake wanted to eat you or me it would absolutely like an anaconda to... no I, well when i saw it i thought it was an anaconda i've never seen i well other than videos i've never seen a 24 foot snake in real life that was incredible to see in real life with see with my own eyes and the fact that it's in the middle of a chopey florida in some dude's backyard at his makeshift research facility his quote unquote research facility um his gift shop facility um, I that was pretty fucking cool. Like it's pretty it was. worth, and the two it's gators pretty worth, are cool yeah, too. So there's the absolutely. one snake and the two gators. Just, just to so everybody is aware of what animals are on the property. One snake, two gators. That's and all. A tortoise, I think, but we didn't get to see the tortoise because it was around the corner. Allegedly, there's a tortoise. Alle allegedly, there's a tortoise, but skunk ape. But skunk ape. Um, and there is a gorilla in the the museum thing that he has there. 
um, very small museum. I'm not sure what the gorilla Well, I guess I do know what the gorilla is now that I know the whole story. We'll get to it here in just a second. Um, but Dave Sheely, yes. Uh, so he finds this snake. He wrestles the snake, and now it's in captivity. Um, and again, there's going to be lots of excuses, just like the Guinness Book of World Records one. Had it been just one excuse of something, probably let it go. But it seems like a trend that every story this guy, Dave Sheely, tells you, there is a but, and then why somebody is absolutely wrong, and he is the only person that is right. It seems like a whole life of trying to prove something. I'm not sure what that something is, because just simply thriving and surviving in an area like that pretty fucking cool the fact that you can hunt all sorts of wicked things is pretty freaking cool um i don't know that you need to there's a lot of overcompensation does that make sense it seems like he has a complex of needing maybe he just needs a hug i don't know but there seems like this overwhelming sense to prove himself and maybe that comes from nobody believing you about the skunk ape since your childhood at 10 years old when he first spotted skunk ape and you know if you think about it that could be pretty traumatic and could lead to uh issues as you grow older you know, if you saw something and you know you saw it and nobody believed you, and in fact, a lot of people might have made fun of you or called you a liar, I can see that giving you like a, a short man syndrome, mm. a little man syndrome, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like maybe yeah, you struggle yeah, with your weight your whole life, you have some complexes about mm-hmm. your weight. You know, like that person that just had enough of the fat jokes and he gets really, really skinny? Yes. And so he has to tell everybody that he was fat? He has to show yes. everybody that he reads that I used to be fat? And then that, opens like, a fat look camp. At me. Look at me. Look at look at these photos of me. And it has yep. to put motivational quotes all the time. And has to have their shirts uh, off all the fucking time. Yes. We all know. Like, we all know it, it exists. He's like, I used to eat steak and now I eat. Um, sorry, I, I have a piece of lettuce in my mouth. Um, yeah, that person that like right. tells you their diet constantly. Yeah, yeah, constantly. Um, like it's their identity. I can see, but I mean that all stems from childhood trauma of you know, being made fun of and all these things. And so I could see uh, 10 years old, right? You, you have this sighting. This was in 1974. And, uh, but you know, his dad a few years earlier, so that would have probably put him at like eight years old. His dad found Bigfoot tracks or prints. Now, listen, I don't not believe this. I don't disbelieve this. If that's the right word, I believe that. I don't because there was a lack of internet back then. Uh, there are stories of folklore, but if you're living out there, there's nothing, folks. There's nothing there. I don't think there's a school out there. There is nothing out there. I'm talking. This is like Indian land, literally Seminole Indian huts that we drove by, where like indigenous people are still living out there. It's it's beyond belief of how far out in the middle of nowhere that this is. Um, and so what would he have to prove to his little kid about finding some prints out in the mud that he couldn't explain? Agreed. What would be in it for him? Nothing really. I mean, but I look there. I mean, there's, there's Sasquatch sightings all over the country. I know that Minnesota is another, I think Minnesota. So a lot of our oh, followers yeah. sent me other places were like, dude, this is legit. But I will say, there was a really cool dude that was there with his family and yeah. he had told us about his personal sighting of a skunk ape with his buddy camping. Remember? Yeah. Did he tell you the story or not? I was playing with the alligator. We got to okay. hold an alligator. 
Okay, so long story short, dude was camping with his buddy. They were they were convinced because when they went out looking for Sasquatch or Skunk Ape, I don't remember which one it was. I don't know the difference between the two. I'm assuming one is in the swamp, well, one they're is their in cousins. the woods. They're their cousins. cousins. And so this guy that was there, just like us, like he was with his family. They drove from Ocala. They were super awesome, super cool people. And he was like, he told me the whole story of how like he went camping. They went camping. They, you know, whole campfire, like the whole not you know, the whole thing. Right. And in the middle of the night, they had heard something like coming up to the campsite. Well, when they opened up their whatever tent or whatever they were staying in, and and he was like. I'm going to pull out my phone or camera and record it if we see something. But they were so stunned by what they saw that he didn't even he was like in in shock. So he didn't even pull out his phone. But when he told me that story, that story to me was like, whoa, more than yes. Discovery Channel canceled me. And now I have the number two biggest stink in the world. And like I wanted to hang out with the dude that was telling me about the campsite. Yeah, and the- I felt that same way too. Like I felt like at the research facility, it could have been more about Skunk Ape and the stories of Skunk Ape more than this. You know, I felt like the only stories we got are why this guy has been disenfranchised. Yeah, you know, like Discovery Channel doesn't like me because they say I'm a narcissist. You know, and like, yeah, the the Guinness Book of World Records are idiots because they don't know how to measure a snake. And people tell me that I should know how to raise a snake and that I'm doing it wrong. I have the biggest snake in captivity. Obviously, I know something. You know what I mean? It was just a yeah. lot of a lot of excuses, like a lot of uh, you know, um, I don't know, like like I said before, it's like kind of like a like a Napoleon complex. Except this guy's bigger than life. This dude's like probably six foot two. Yeah, he's a cool uh, looking Jack dude. Diesel too. I mean, this is a guy that would snap you in a minute. Like, like would I talk shit in front of his face? Fuck no. Yeah, uh, and I'm this pretty, is the guy so, that's like decent roller. You loot, we shoot type of dude. Like, don't come on my property at night. Oh, like, this dude would skin you. Yeah, um, and put, nobody you know would I mean? know like, where you went because you would be a belt. Place. You would be a belt made of human <laughs> skin wrapped around his you waist, and nobody would fucking know. Like, no, I never saw those guys. I would still recommend that if you are traveling through the Everglades, you have to, going you have to one go. Side you have to go. What's cool about it too, guys, is when you go there and like, I, I don't want to like disappoint you, but like there are other things in that general area. So like if you wanted to stop at Skunk Ape and then you wanted to go take airboat rides, that's right down the, like right down the road. So you can yeah. do like airboats, airboat with the gators. And that place is awesome. We've been there plenty of times. People that we come into Florida, we bring them all the time. There's also a Panther research facility. That's on that same ever that, that road the, of the Everglades. And then you can like stop and see skunk ape. I don't think there was a fee to go and walk through the facility. It'll probably no. take you about 20 minutes. Would you say? Not like to walk through it, but like by the time you walk through the gift shop, use the bathroom, wash your hands, look at the gator and the snake, 15 minutes, you're done. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then you can go. Like if you're you're taking, if you're really taking your time. Yeah, I mean, um, we really took our time. Listen, I think that more like research. we really took our time for research purposes, um, and we really didn't learn a lot because they don't really. There's not even really so much about skunk ape there as there is uh, Sasquatch memorabilia in the gift shop. The gift yeah. shop is about three times larger than the research facility, 
And again, my biggest disappointment of the whole thing was there wasn't a lot about Skunk Ape. It was more about wrestling alligators and snakes right. um, than it was about the history of Skunk Ape. I really felt like I didn't learn all that I wanted to learn and know. Um, I got to learn right. that there is a man who has been deemed the snake expert of the area. Um, but that dude learned everything from him. And it's very disrespectful that they refer to him as the snake expert, being that he has the second largest snake in captivity. He being Dave Sheely. So um, we got to hear a lot about that kind of in inside drama, which of course, you know, Anthony likes that, you know, because oh he God. thought he was, it was, was like a like, TMZ tabloid for him. Yeah. Um, I was like sipping on my tea for sure. But me being the professional, I wanted to learn about the skunk. Ape. Oh yeah. You're so um, professional. Definitely. Anthony's the guy that you take to the museum who literally runs ahead of the museum to go see everything. And I'm the one that's trying to read all of the, uh, the facts. Like he and just then I'll go see, up like, to you and then I'll go up to him and be like, well, what did it say? And then you'll start yeah, going on say? this tangent, and I'm like, and you're gone. You're you're like, like, oh, oh, look, <laughs> look, oh, look over here. Like I'm Let's not there yet. Babe, short and sweet, short and sweet. <laughs> Give me a recap. Recap it. So uh, here we go. Here, here is the story as he saw it at 12 years old. Now this is coming from Smithsonian Magazine article, which I thought the Smithsonian Magazine article did a very a very solid review. I read this Smithsonian Magazine review before we went to Skunk Ape, and I thought at the beginning it was very mean. I thought, wow, the Smithsonian guy, um, as a guy who wants to believe, as a guy who wants to believe in orbs and who appreciates those who have one, either seen something that I have not or have an imagination that I do not have, is cool. In itself, and these people sometimes can be easy to make fun of. However, I empathize with them because I envy the fact that I don't have the abilities that they have. I want to believe like they they believe. I want to have these magical feelings sometimes that I feel like these these folks have, and I don't. So when I read this, I thought this Smithsonian Magazine article. You can find it at smithsonianmag.com. I thought this was a shot at making fun of folks who saw something and nobody believes them or have imagined that they saw something and nobody believes them. And so I thought it was really mean until I met Dave Sheely myself. I then was like, uh, okay. Okay. I see where you could be this mean. Now I said, when I do our podcast, I wasn't going to be this mean and hopefully I haven't been because again, I do feel like Dave Sheely's, um, I feel like he did see something. I believe that he saw something. I believe that his father found a footprint. And, and I do believe that it would be hard to grow up in an area like that and having not being believed for something that you saw and what traumatic effects that can have the rest of your life. So here we go. 1974, a few years after his father had come upon a set of footprints left by the creature, uh, an elevated version of Bigfoot named for its supposedly pungent odor. Dave was out deer hunting with his older brother, Jack, in the swamp behind his house and what's now Big Cypress National Preserve. I think that comes into play, too, because Dave Sheely was not happy with Big Cypress National Preserve, and I do feel like that something was stolen from him. I feel like uh, the man, the big government, has came into his backyard and said, you can no longer play back here. This is now the Big Cypress National Preserve, which was once his kingdom, his 2.2 million acre kingdom was he was then told that he can't go in there um and so i think a lot of this anger and resentment stems from from things like this uh this is a quote from it was walking across the swamp and my brother spotted it first but i couldn't see it over the grass i wasn't tall enough 
as a former law enforcement officer, this is a very credible story. That's something that a liar would probably not think to throw in there. I didn't see it. I wasn't tall enough to see it. So therefore that something happened that day that Dave Sheely at 10 years old, wasn't able to see because the grass was too tall. Now think about a 10 year old's mind. I have five kids, one of them being 10. Um, they will believe anything. They have a very wondrous imagination and they too want to believe. So I do personally believe that this happened. Sheely says, quote, my brother picked me up and I saw it about 100 yards away. We were just kids, but we'd heard about it and knew for sure what we were looking at. It looked like a man, but completely covered in hair. He and his brother stared at the creature mouths agape. But almost at the same time, as he tells it, the skies opened up and rain poured down. Now, that's extremely true. That happened on the hour, every hour that we were there. That's why it's a swamp and it's full of water because it rains all the time. And then the ape hurried away into the cypress hammocks scattered amongst the marsh. Holy crap, he remembers thinking. I finally saw the damn thing and it got away just like that. <clears throat> anyway, um, this created a lifelong journey to find it in July, 2000. He captured one of his encounters on video. I watched the video. We'll put the video on our Instagram mm -hmm. as a reel. not convinced by the video in any way, shape or form. Am I convinced on the radio? Now, I, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that he didn't see something when he was 10, but I think, for monetary purposes. Again, when I read and, this article, I encourage you to read the Smithsonian article. If you have kids in the car, I think this is a fun article to read to the kids and to the whole family. It is worth it. It's a very long article, so I'm not going to read it all. But it is very mean from here on out because they basically are trying to explain exactly what we saw in per person. When we first met Dave Sheely, the first thing he says was that he was one of that he was known for running the largest amounts of marijuana in all of Florida. And he was imprisoned in Florida um, in one of the, in the largest, right? right? Everything is the largest. It's the right. biggest. It's never the second biggest or one of the biggest. It's always right. the biggest marijuana bust. Right. Um, they, they were part of the cocaine cowboys type type stories, but they were it. He was the kingpin of a choppy Florida. He was running all the drugs and they think that the moonshine capital of the world was up north and that, you know, that it was out west. No, the moonshine capital of the world was in Florida. We just never got caught. Right. But there was more, more moonshine ran out of here than anywhere else in the country. You know, everything was very grandiose. So when you have somebody, now do I believe that he was in prison for selling a lot of marijuana? I yes. absolutely believe that. And I do feel that he even self-admitted, uh, admittedly said that, um, it was hard to make money growing up and you couldn't just go down and get a job somewhere. And he's correct. There isn't anywhere down there to work. Um, and so you were going to have to get creative with how you made your money. Well, if you have to be that creative and you've already been imprisoned for selling marijuana at a pretty young age, why wouldn't you start to capitalize on the legend and folklore that is the skunk ape? And it's evident of that because the gift shop is literally larger than the research facility itself. The tour is more about so true. the merch 
and 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 the social media taggings and whatnots than it is about the actual legend of skunk age which leads me to believe that this is fake if he truly himself believed that there's a skunk ape he would not stop talking about the skunk ape we met a man who survived a satanic cult all he can talk about is what happened in the cult we met a man who had a pre-death or who died uh, who had an overdose and had pre-birth visions and saw orbs when we talked to the man and we had him on the show all he could talk about was the orbs and trying relentlessly to make us believe that his astral travels and his astral visions were true and he said them with conviction and without pause and so it leads mm -hmm. you at the end of that episode to say well there's something about this he really believes this without conviction. I did mm -hmm. not get that out of Dave Seeley. No. No. And furthermore, great examples that you brought up of our last two guests. We asked him, would you do a podcast? Would you come on and talk about Skunk Ape? It was an inconvenience. It was, oh, no, I, you know, I you know, got way too much going on which you have nothing going on. And yet. you're lucky. You're lucky that you saw me. Exact words. You're lucky that I'm even here today. I'm never here. You're lucky right. that I'm here. I just happen to be here, um, and you stumbled upon me. Tomorrow, we start a $10 million renovation on the property. Tomorrow. What's, yeah, it was tomorrow. What are you doing today? Like, there's things shit going on today, dude. Like, start your renovations today. So, the uh, our whole... Eric and I go out, we investigate these things. We would like for these things to be true because it'd be way fucking cooler if it was. Um, I wasn't convinced with this one. Am I saying no. that Sasquatch doesn't exist? No, because no. I have many, many followers that I believe way more uh, that have sent me stories and articles. And I've personally watched a lot of things on Sasquatch. And I... I think that it's definitely possible in this situation this man doesn't make me like i didn't come out of there saying bro i wish i ran into skunk ape where's skunk ape because all i could think of is wow that guy's really disgruntled um with discovery channel and like superman like all the things right that you said all so kenneth book of world records uh the 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 forest preserves the local law enforcement uh at one point he tells a story that he found a he had a sighting and he chased the sighting down and he found a thread of hair that was entangled in the thorns and thickets and he recovered the hair as evidence but then the next morning government agents unidentified um, government agents came in and took the threads of hair now listen I've read that story. I heard I heard it. I read it in the Smithsonian. I've seen other articles on that story. Um, and, and here's the thing. I met the man. I saw the man. That man, no agent, no government agent. I've worked for the government. I've worked uh, for federal agencies. I've worked with the marshals. I've worked with the DEA. Uh, I, I've been in special operations in the military. I've worked with some real badass dudes, rangers, uh, SEALs, uh, all the things, all the things. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. That government suit guys are not taking something away from David Sheely if he does not want it to be taken away from him. Yeah, no, I agree. That dude could hide that in his backyard, and two suit guys will never find it. Yeah. 
I that agree. guy could put that in an ammo box and sink it anywhere on his property. Nobody would ever find it. Nobody would ever find it. So there, I don't, I don't, I don't see some government guys going, give us the, the hair. Uh, and he says yeah. like, wait, hang on one second. I'll go get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see that playing out. It would be in a much bigger story than that. Sure. And then also, how did they know that he found it overnight? Sure. You know what All, I mean? Like also, it's, so for everybody to kind of put in the back of their minds on top of everything that you just said, imagine, or in your residing state, wherever you guys live, whether it's Wyoming or Illinois or Florida, wherever in the country, that state that has like a, a folklore or something that's like really, really like for that state, everybody knows about it. I'm going to tell you right now, skunk ape is not what everyone's talking about. Like that is not one of the things right. where like, dude, there's a story where there's a skunk ape and nobody's talking about that. No. I mean, we're talking about flight <laughs> TWA flight, whatever that crash and see Everglades more than we're talking about skunk ape. And and there's other scary stories like the Hemingway house or the, the key West stuff. Casey, <laughs> excuse me, Casey, Anthony. no scarier story in Florida than the Casey Anthony story. Right. But you know what I mean? And like that shit. Really if happens. there's something for your state that people from all over, like, you know, Lizzie Borden or Salem or da, 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 it would be something to talk about. Nobody's talking about this guy. And he thinks that everybody is talking about him, but nobody's talking about him. Yeah, we went to a restaurant. Um, and, and so, like, the original plan for this trip was that we were going to get on an airboat and then we were going to go search for this thing. But we were so kind of bummed about our visit. Um, mainly Dave Sheely wasn't. He was friendly, but he I, – I guess there's no other way to put it. I've never really met a more narcissistic person in my life. That's what it was. Um, and, and, uh, and, and so, like, I was just kind of like, man, fuck this, dude. Let's just go get a beer. Um, and you find some AC. It really took the wind out of my sails to want to go look for Skunk Ape. I thought when we got there, we were going to have a, a tour and that we were going to be stoked to find this, this Skunk Ape thing. And that, you know, we wanted to be believers, man. I, I, I wore my boots. I brought my gun. Um, I had a blade in my pocket. Like I was ready to get out in the swamps. I was yelling at Anthony for wearing Crocs um, in the morning before we left the house. You know, I said, dude, this is going to be some real deal shit, dude. Like, we might be getting I brought my cowboy hat, my USA orangutan here. Uh, and there's there's other people who have sightings of skunk ape. Uh, and I apologize that this story wasn't more about that. But I think the reason, the importance of today's show is to explain to you and your family that if skunk ape does exist, well, we didn't it's going to be up it. to you. It's going to be up to you to go find it because uh, we went to the research facility and we found nothing. We found no evidence. We couldn't even find stories of the evidence. Um, and so we were pretty let down by the hunt of skunk ape. But I will tell you this. Uh, if you want a very haunting and scary experience, go stay at the skunk ape research facility campground. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or you might not be living when you when you get done. I was going to say, or go to go to the place. Also, um, airboat rides and all that kind of stuff. Super yeah, cool, so. yeah, yeah. And um, you know, here, uh, as well as Skunk Ape, I do think that this is a little bit conspiratorial, but interesting enough is that there is actually a monkey research facility right down the road that ho that houses and has housed uh, since the eighties hundreds of monk of monkeys. Yes, uh, of the sorts orangutans. And whatnots, and um, I think they said like upwards of a like two hundred have escaped mm -hmm. over the last twenty years. 
um, 30 years. And so I have seen a monkey in Florida. I saw a monkey cross the street in Florida. It was in Switzerland, Florida. Um, I was probably 16 years old. I was driving home late at night and a, a monkey ran across the road with its big, long giant tail. It scared the shit out of me. It stopped in the middle of the road and it ran. However, I am not the only person that has seen that monkey. Tons of people have seen that monkey. And then my dad uh, saw the monkey on the side of our yard or my mom. I can't remember which one, but one of my parents saw the monkey on the side of our yard one time and, and was like freaking out and the dog chased it off into the woods. Um, so I think that there could be monkeys. There's pythons there. We, we, we do have monkey Island as well in Florida where they, there, there are. Hepatitis. Uh, is that what it is? What, yeah, is Cause all those monkeys, monkeys have hepatitis. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, or herpes, herpes, hepatitis, hepatitis and herpes. Well, disclaimer, please don't sleep with monkeys. Okay, guys, yeah, they're animals. You shouldn't be sleeping with monkeys. Okay, so I know that. What's that movie? Hills Have Eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's the whole point of our excursions, right? Because we want to uncover if we think, yeah. based on what the research that we've done, is this real? Is this possible? So on this one, I give it a... I give it a D plus only because yeah. those I'm two gators. Say, I don't want to disenfranchise the two gators because they were sweet, oh, and I loved. Yeah, them. they wanted to eat the child. Like this little child yes. came up to the enclosure, and both alligators well, like moved with a haste up onto the land, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, they want to eat the they want to eat the kid." That's so sweet. Oh, I was like, "What do you mean it's so sweet?" Like that gonna... thing wants to eat that that child. That's insanity. Um, they really did want to eat that child. It was it, it was truly frightening. Um, how excited they didn't give a shit about us walking around. But the minute that little girl walked up to the enclosure, both alligators shot up out of the water and didn't did not leave the fence, um, and followed the the three four year old child with its head the entire time, which is very very scary and shocking. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is more of a Florida man's fraud. Maybe not so much fraud. I I, I think. Dave Sheely could do a better job at selling his product. I think he lacks the confidence to sell his product. Um, I think he, I think the the weight of being a fraud has kind of, has kind of taken its toll on him. Um, I think you should just turn it into a fun joke. Um, I saw this thing. Let's go look for it. Maybe make a trail. Like he really, should have done that. Really get us into being afraid of the skunk ape. There should yeah. be like a little pathway. You could even, you know, find a piece of uh, land on your property that has like a little trail. Right. Um, you know, maybe put some poo out, out there. Airboy. You know, yeah. make us make Airboy. us so make us make yourself so loving that we want to believe you and that we have a good time and so whether we believe you or not we are just you know we had a great time and we had a great experience i didn't leave with that i left like man this guy is disenfranchised this guy's angry at the world this guy hates everything but he doesn't really see what he has and um and there was a lot of excuses a lot of tomorrow tomorrow we're spending 10 million dollars tomorrow i'm shooting with discovery channel i'm suing the discovery channel in a lawsuit because of a facebook post i made because they called me narcissistic i mean we right. heard all of the negativity about this guy's life and we heard very little about skunk ape which which is very uh, evident in this episode because we didn't really talk all that much about Skunk Ape because now we kind of feel like the story of Skunk Ape lies in the hands of Florida Man and not in the hands of a mythical creature known yes. as Skunk Ape. So because of the man that founded it, and I think he is a fraud, I think Skunk Ape is a bust. That's okay. We still had fun. You tried Cuban for the first time. 
I had a we Coca-Cola. went to you had a Coca Cola. We went to the ghost bed facility, which was awesome. Yes, dude, we got to lay. We got to lay with Serena Williams. His mattress, oh, her mattress. <laughs> um, we got to. I I got a great brand new ghost bed pillow, which was awesome. Yes, yes. The so, ghost bed pillows are incredible. And you and I got beds. to hang out. We got a free so, massage at the ghost bed facility. That was great. Massage. Cool. Yeah, which is very appropriate that Ghost Bed is sponsoring a show about ghosts and things. So very cool. Um, these are all mattresses made in the good old USA in Fort Lauderdale. We made a special trip over there uh, to go see the facility. Everybody there was really cool. Mark, um, Dennis. We met the. We met Dennis. We met the uh, Mark's son. That was really cool. Was it Greg? Mm-hmm. Craig? Greg? That Greg gave us the Craig. tour. Yeah, Craig, Craig, Craig. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, really cool facility there. So th- a big shout out to Ghostbed. Thank you guys <laughs> for that. And we got to go to Seed and Seed to Table. And that yes. was a conservative grocery store that is incredible if you're a conservative. If you're not a conservative, you will not enjoy that. It is 100%. <laughs> That's America. Uh, you, when you get in there, there's live music. The wine shop is huge. Everyone's happy, basically. There's restaurants. Everybody is happy. Everybody oh. smells good. It's not like Trader Joe's where they have Very stinky pretty. hair. Um, everybody's dressed really nice. I mean, it is just such a good time. Uh, that's, that's, I'm sold on conservatives from that point on. I'm, I'm not very political, but that was the most fun grocery store shopping experience. Live music. Yeah. Everybody was fist pumping. The shirts were cool. I mean, I wanted to just be like, USA. USA. And 100%. I feel like if I'd done that, everybody would have started yelling. Oh, USA. the whole place would have, listen, they do the national anthem. They had that big flag over the. Yeah. Uh, the store and they do the national anthem. We used to, they used to do oh, podcasts, so cool. live podcasts there. Um, here, here's what I'm going to say on the political sense because I know that a lot of people. Well, you're a political whatever, commentator, so you've got to. You've 100. percent When I think to myself, do I want to be with the side that's always oppressed and there's always a problem and they have problems with people all the time? And no, do I want to walk into a store and everyone's like. Yeah, like, dude, they were like, do you want a glass of wine? Everybody had a beer in their hand. Tomahawk steaks, pizzas, kids running around. It felt safe. There were dudes with guns on. And, like, you know, uh, man, what a cool experience, man. It was like, it was a conservative, an American loving patriot is about. Sorry, I said it. They just looked like they were that had, like, purple hair that was pissed off that you're, like, eating chicken. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, like, no drama. No drama. No drama, just music, love, and beer. Oh, man. Wow. And I feel like, you know, like the concern, like I think the left went way too far left. And the right is just kind of like, you there know, are some like, really like far right people. Rights. Like, because like there the rights are, are trying to right. eat good. The, yeah. All the people in that, that grocery store, it was all right. about like non-GMO and buying from farm to table. That's why it's called seed to table. Like the farm, they produce farm to table style stuff. The restaurants, like all, all, like all the things that they say, like, um, you know, uh, th- there was no high fructose corn syrup stuff. Yeah. And like everything was like super healthy and nice and like cool and clean. And this man, uh, Alfie Oaks, rad, dude. this man, Alfie Oaks, that also um, owns uh, Oak Farms. He distributes a lot of food to a lot of different stores here in South Florida or in Florida in general. But what I thought was really cool with him is he got the reason why his grocery store, this monstrous grocery store, got a lot of backlash was because during the pandemic, he did not make his employees get the vaccine. He also didn't make his employees wear masks. He didn't say Mm. that they couldn't. He said, it is your choice as an employee. Well, I'm not going to make you do it. 
I'm not going to make my customers walk in here with a mask on. That is up to you if you want to. You don't have to. I'm not making you, which is exactly what we've been saying the whole time. It's so common sense. So he got back. Of course, mainstream media picked him up, trashed him. And he had. and, And here's what's funny. You could trash the man all you want. That store is overflowing, busting out of its seams on a Monday, y'all. Insane, on a Tuesday. Dude. And on everybody a was drinking. We were there like, what, like three o'clock in the afternoon? Everybody Slam. had a beer. Everybody was eating. It, I, I felt like I was in Vegas, honest yeah. to God. Like, it was just like I walked in. I was like, what is this magic? And he place? has liberal, mm-hmm. he has liberal wine employees. tastings. All yeah, and things. he's a wine tasting, walking around with a glass of wine while you shop. He's got liberal employees, guys. And guess what? I've had conversations with them, and they're like the normal liberal people who are like, common sense like they're like sure. no like he treats us great like we love it here um i just didn't want to be forced to wear a mask and they're liberals yeah like, it was such it a cool sense. experience and that yeah. was um that was much more exciting uh stop to me to than, than skunk ape uh right. but yeah if you're down in the area man check right. out skunk ape um and just see the the narcissism for yourself like it's it truly is entertaining you'll see what i mean when you get there but listen yeah. there's nothing else to do down there you have to stop in dubai i bought it from the gift shop i supported local i'll always support local always. Um, i don't have to necessarily be friends with the guy to like what he's done i think he is a, a product of success um he is a brilliant guy he's made something out of nothing um and that is brilliant he also has a 24 foot snake which is incredible he also has an alligator in his backyard that has a head that the size of uh, Anthony's ass. Um, he's got a <laughs> the big ass. That's hey. a big ass. Hell yeah, that's a big old peach ass. No, I'm just kidding. But don't get That's like uh, uh, he's got a big giant tortoise. I mean, this guy's got a lot going on. Uh, he's got a campground. I mean, how cool is that? With huts on it, with big bathrooms. It's got a big giant stage in the swamps. I mean, there are so many good things that this guy has. I just felt like he has it. He does. And, and listen, he's the type of guy that will listen to this podcast. I feel like he's the type of guy that probably goes through every once in a while and wants to know what people are saying about him. Uh, and all they want is that, to know that uh, you should be proud of yourself, Mr. Seeley. You should be proud of what you built and what you're able to pass on to the next generation. And hopefully your children learn from your mistakes and they continue to grow the business. Just like I hope my children learn from my mistakes and they, they grow into better podcasters and, and, and things than I am. And um, I, I do think that this is a spot. If you happen to be in South Florida, if you are a, uh, if you are a man of paranormal, paranormal or a woman of paranormal uh you know you like these kinds of things like anthony and i do you gotta stop you gotta stop you have to go yeah, in there um and you have to support the, the local troops as well why go in there so uh anything else you got on this skunk ape thing hopefully next episode uh which we're coming into october so it's going to get a little bit more scarier we've got to visit some scary places please follow us on the instagrams um and here's what we need <laughs> from you if you've made it this far then you're a super fan yeah and we need one super fan to help us out on the side the super fan will get perks down the road it'll get memorabilia sent in the mail from us he'll get direct phone line access to myself and anthony we're only going to choose one of you so whoever has the most creative and best dm on night shift tsi night shift tsi instagram page whoever has the best dm for this mission it's your mission will be to go through and find the best timestamps for clips and for reels of this episode you will then get back to us with what the best 
clips and reels were that we can then turn into clips and reels. You will also maybe even get, no, you will get access to the Instagram page to help us manage it, um, to kind of take polls and see what people like and what they don't like. And you will also get a weekly phone call from myself and you can say what we could do better on this show or worse on this show. And then we're going to take it from there because we want this to be an interactive show. Listen, we know that every single township and every single listener has something paranormal going on in their area. We are going to be in your areas. We would like to meet you guys for lunch. We're not the unapproachables. Uh, Even though Anthony has hundreds of thousands of followers, he takes the time to get a picture in every gas station and every grocery store that we walk through. (laughs) And the whole time when somebody wanted to meet him, he took the time. So when we're in Salem, when we're in uh, Roanoke, when we're in uh, uh, out west looking for for Bigfoot and for aliens, when we go through Roswell, when we head out to California, when we head to these places and you live there, we want to do meetups while we're there. We want to go to your local diners and cantinas. We're going to go see the Mothman Bridge. So we're going to be in West Virginia here pretty soon doing the Mothman Project. Um, and if you live in that area, we'd love to meet up with you. Um, so one person to help us navigate all of those things and to line it up, please follow us on Night Shift TSI uh, and be a part of the journey. Ooh, part of the journey. I love that. All well right. said. And last thing, uh, I know I had a lot of uh, my our Sasquatch followers reach out to me personally, mm-hmm. conservative ants, not the night shift page. Gotcha. And they said, oh, we'd love to bring you out camping so you could. I know that Eric is a busy guy. I would. You want to bring me out? You want to pay for me to come out? Not Eric, the followers. Bring me out. I'll go camping and find Sasquatch with you. What? No, you bring me with you. Are you serious? Well, you pay Eric for it. Well, if anybody pays for us to fly and go somewhere, we're going. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm totally down. That's all I'm saying. Actually, if they have a place to stay, we'll fly out there. Um, I feel like you went out to like we we travel a lot. I was in 13 hours in Florida, then we were up at Tim Pool's thing in, in Maryland. Went from Florida to Maryland. So we cool. travel a lot. Travel gets really expensive. I'm doing comedy shows. Yeah. Um. And and even even though people pay for for these these shows and things like that, like it still takes money to buy all the food and the snacks and everything like that. So like yeah. within reason. Um. But yeah, it, listen. Anybody's got a camp or something that they want us to do interviews, we'll do a live podcast from your area and yes. promote it. Hit us up and let's go. Let's go um, but we can't do any of that without fans. And uh, we're four weeks in and we're already within the top 20% of podcasts uh, right now at four weeks. But we want to trend on those charts. And how do we trend on the charts? It's up to you, the loyal fans, to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you consume podcasts. Um, may Give us a rating and review on audio. We do have video thanks to the Failure Stop podcast channel. They have allowed us for right now to put this on their YouTube channel and premiere so we can be in the live chats. Eventually, we will have our own YouTube channel. We'll move over, probably have our own Rumble and TikTok, but we're only four weeks old into this. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to watch this, if you want to see our faces, head over to the Failure Stop YouTube channel, and we're there every Sunday night, and we are in the live chats. Um, and so we will chat with you. We'd love to see more people over there in that, and that's great. So um, listen, stay awake, stay alert, stay alive. For myself and the conservative ant, this has been Night Shift Top Secret information.